could it possibly have been hundreds? I don't know if it was hundreds, but it could have possibly been... 200? No. What Between... do you do? Was this Yankee Stadium? There's it was really 10, a lot of people in 100, there. 100,000 people? No, it, was, it wasn't. All right, maybe it was like... You're making <laughs> it sound like it's the Roman Coliseum. It's not that big. Maybe there were 10 people at a table and there were about... I don't know. It was pretty crowded. There were 10 people per table? Some of those tables were big. There were, were like these, eight chairs. What, what the... are these school buses going out to the brewery? For... I hope not. I, that's what I'm asking. Like, Who goes with 10 people to a brewery? Hey everyone, welcome to A-Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday morning at 7 a.m. My name is Joe, and I am joined, as always, of course, by... Hi, everybody. I'm Jackie. And before we get into this week's episode, I guess we just should remind everybody that, well, first of all, thank you for joining us, whether you're a returning listener or first-time listener. But this is, I guess, our last episode of the year before the A Grady Awards next week, right? I can't believe it. It's already the last episode of the year. Time flies when you're drinking fancy coffee and fancy beer, right? Yes. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) So again, the A Grady Awards are going to basically be our end of the year award show. And we're going to go revisit in terms of not actually visiting the places, but talking about all the coffee roasters and craft breweries we've been to. But particularly ones that we're nominating for awards, end-of-the-year awards. So going through our grading rubric categories, we'll have an overall uh, nomination from each of us for best uh, category in each rubric grading category, and then some kind of fun awards, too. Special awards. Yeah, some special awards, and then overall best coffee roaster and best craft brewery. And we're going to have a guest host on that podcast to make sure that if you and I disagree we will have someone to be our tiebreaker. When we disagree, we will have somebody to settle disputes. Yes. (laughs) Basically. The moderator. (laughs) Yeah, the moderator or arbiter, whatever title he decides. So yeah, stay tuned for that. uh, So you can subscribe, follow us wherever you're listening to this. We're on Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Grindr, Tinder, everything, right? I think now. Are we not, not on all those? Of those? Are we not on all those? Okay. Most of those. Most of those. Okay. So look for us and you'll find us somewhere, I assume. Uh, yeah. So that that's, uh, we're really looking forward to that. And uh, thank everybody, you know, for this year listening to us and, and supporting. And if you want to support us more, head on over to patreon.com slash a grade podcast because we have uh, bonus content, behind the scenes pictures, photos. Uh, overall scorecard with recommendations for all of the places that we've been to. It's less than a dollar an episode now, so you can sign up there for all of those goodies. And again, that's just uh, patreon.com slash a grade podcast. And any of the money that we get on Patreon will go directly into the breweries and roasters that we visit next year i'm not i'm not promising that i'm gonna convert <laughs> it to gold and sit on it I'm like a dragon financial mind behind this podcast and i can guarantee that that is where it will go <laughs> okay well different differences of opinion in terms of how to yes. spend finances but maybe you're onto something yes anyways yeah so to finish up this year really i can't believe i'm saying that that's so wild uh we went to other half brewing in brooklyn New York, right? Yeah. And man, did we end the year on a really fun note. This was a really unique experience. And I think Other Half is one of the more well-known breweries that we've been to. Yeah. So we had, so I think it's fair to say that we had some expectations going into Other Half. Yeah. So I should say, and probably a lot of people listening, whether you're a new listener, a returning listener, a craft beer nerd or not, you may have heard of Other Half. And certainly if you're a craft beer nerd, you've probably definitely heard of Other Half. They've been around, I mean, I don't know when they were founded, but I remember drinking Other Half beer pretty early on in my exposure to the craft beer world, going back to college, maybe 12 years ago now or, or more. And my friend, I don't even remember who it was, but they got a hold of one of Other Half's broccoli flavored IPAs. I, I don't know exactly how that beer was built, but it was basically a, an IPA that had broccoli notes. And that really kind of was one of my very early experiences in the craft beer world where I said, holy cow, this is wild. And obviously, we've experienced a lot since then, uh, especially now these days with the podcast, right? But yeah, it really has a special place in kind of my mythology of great craft beer for that reason. And 
it's been a staple where pretty much every once in a while you're hanging out with people. Somebody has a can of other half. It's right about uh, an hour and a half away from us. Uh, we don't live in, in New York City, but we're like an hour and a half away. Uh, it's in Brooklyn. And so the, the cans get around, right? Yeah. And we went to the location in Williamsburg. Yeah, it was right literally across the street from Domino Park. Super cool park also. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about that right now because that gets into the atmosphere and ambiance, I think. I, think. I would definitely say for other half brewing that the outside area of where you are in Williamsburg definitely adds to the atmosphere and ambiance grade as far as I feel. Yeah. And I guess we should uh, identify just very quickly for new listeners our grading rubric categories before we continue with that, which I'm excited to do, which is a good sign, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we start with atmosphere and ambiance first. That's the first things you notice, the way you feel, the vibe, everything about the place. Then we go into service, beer, food, and then we each give a total overall grade that we will then debate which grade we agree with the most. I like how you default now to that we're going to debate about it. <laughs> and we will give an overall... Perhaps foreshadowing. <laughs> we will give an overall podcast grade where that will go down in our report card that is available on Patreon. Yeah, definitely. And so uh, I guess I can start by saying a little bit about why we chose other half. Yes. and. Interestingly enough, I've been wanting to go to Other Half for years. As I said, it's a, a beer that I've been drinking for over a decade now, and it just hasn't happened. I've been to Brooklyn. I've been to multiple New Year's Eve concert runs in Brooklyn. I mean, I I feel sort of bad now that I for, like, I'm remembering back to last episode. I felt like I kind of trashed Brooklyn because I was talking about how dirty it was. Um, but I, I do love aspects of the city and i've lived in brooklyn so i i do love those parts of it that really do stand out as unique and cultural and engaging and uh again i've i've been there so many times but i've never been to other half and i don't know how my friends i we have a friend who goes seemingly i don't know six seven times a year he just drives in and gets cans from other half and i had never been there so it was high on my list and we tried to go early on in the podcast we planned to to drive in and we woke up and we looked at the traffic map and it was all red lines, yeah. right? And it's deep in Brooklyn. So Yeah, it's right by the Williamsburg Bridge. I it's think. right by the Williamsburg yeah. Bridge. And you definitely need a car to get there from where we live. Yeah. If you're in Manhattan or any of the boroughs, you can definitely take a subway there. Oh, yeah. But for us, it was it's driving. So we had to yeah. time it at the right time to not hit too much traffic. Yeah, for sure. Which as we'll talk about, I think was totally worth it. Totally um, worth it. There are two locations, I think. And so this, uh, I, I don't want to get too much into the service because the guy sort of told me a little bit because I was a little confused. But this location, I don't know which one was the original. There's another one, I think, under a bridge or something a little bit more into Brooklyn. And that's the one that a lot of people told me to go to. But this place was right down the street from the place that we reviewed last week. So we figured we'll just walk down and check it out. And in fact, talking to one of the beer tenders, he said they had, I think, six fermenter tanks, which you brew beer in. And he said that they do a lot of, I think he said they do their collaboration beers there, which are working with other breweries, and they do some experimental type beers there. And then he said at the other place, that's where they brew most of the main beers. Okay, cool. Which, which is fine. Yeah, that's. I, I don't think that's... It seems like a good use of both spaces, I where agree. you're getting yeah. a unique experience, both spaces you go to, yeah. and... Definitely the fermenters were set up in a visible spot. Yeah, it was cool. were awesome to see. Yeah. And so that all of that is to say is that I can't speak for the other location, but people have told me to go that, to that one. But I would say this location was awesome in terms of everything that you said oh, with it being by yeah. the park and the view of the city with the giant... Now I'm getting into atmosphere and ambiance. Let's get into it. Well, you, you talk you're... about that because you're the atmosphere oh, and ambiance guru. Okay. So I cannot say how cool this building was, the location. You are on the East River in New York, you know, where you have views of New York City. Yeah, you the have Manhattan Domino skyline. Park. Yeah. You have the Manhattan skyline. You can see, if you look to the left, you can see the Freedom Tower. If you look to the right, you can see the Empire State Building. And it's in a brand new white high-rise building that the building has to be new. 
And, and by brand new, I mean probably within the last 20 years. It's an impressive looking structure. It's, it's an impressive looking building that I will post some pictures on Patreon and Instagram of the building. Subscribe at patreon.com slash A-grade podcast. <laughs> and when you go inside, there are windows everywhere. And huge windows. Huge windows. Yeah. So huge. You can... <laughs> what? No good? <laughs> <laughs> getting the, the eye over the microphone. <laughs> there are huge windows that you have views of the river, of the skyline. And what a cool vibe when you're sitting down and drinking a beer, a unique space. I actually yeah. had the thought when we were sitting there and I'm like, what could the rent be in this oh place? Oh my God. Has... <laughs> <laughs> One million spot. dollars. I mean, the rent that they must be paying to have this space in downtown Williamsburg is unbelievable. Is it downtown Williamsburg? I don't know what downtown Williamsburg uh, is. It's it's on the Williams. It's in Williamsburg, in in the main strip, in a great location. I feel like everywhere in the city is downtown. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're uh, no, right. No, I'm, I'm not I don't right. know the I don't that's know the, the city lingo. I I don't either. That's the problem. But it was it, it is a awesome location, and they take advantage of it, which is really cool. Yes, yeah. and so we did go this episode. My cousin Kevin was with us, so we did get some of his insight as well. And he lives in Brooklyn. And the first thing that he said when he walked in, which I didn't even think about, was that he couldn't believe how big the space was yeah. for a New York City brewery. Yeah, it felt as big as any other space we've been to, which aren't in city locations, which yeah. is quite stunning. Yeah. And he said, we need more spaces like this in New York, in Brooklyn. I agree. And it was, it was awesome. something that I probably wouldn't have thought of. But when we were in the space and it got brought to my attention, I was like, hell yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree. And that was awesome. The seating was super comfortable. They had a lot of tables in there. And when we were leaving, it did get really crowded. But while we were there, I did not feel the surge of the crowd or anything. Yeah, that's a really great point. And I thought that was interesting. I was so content with our little corner spot by the window at our table. There was so much space. It was comfortable. The mm -hmm. tables were wood, really beautiful, unfinished wood where you can see all the notches in the wood that yeah. I really appreciated. And... I did not feel the stress of the crowd at any point. I it agree. was it did get very crowded. And we were literally the first people there. Yes. We we tried to get in at ten o'clock AM <laughs> because we're lunatics and we're shaking the door because it's ten oh two. And finally a guy comes over and he says, Yeah, we're not open till eleven, sorry. And we say, Oh, okay, because it said on the website ten. And he said, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's wrong. We'll be open at 11. So we come back at 11, shaking the door. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and we were literally, I think, the first people we in were. there. And by the time we left, it was packed. But packed. you're right. I, that's a great point. I didn't think about that, that this, the, the growth and surge of the crowd uh, intermingled so seamlessly that you didn't feel overwhelmed, which is so cool in a, in a tight city vibe like that. I thought that was so impressive for those reasons. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And... The other thing was that I never felt rushed. Even though it was crowded, I'm sure there might have been people for the table, but you never felt like it was a situation where you needed to get to leave at any point. Yeah. We stayed there for a while and it was really a comfortable space. Yeah, it was it was cool overall. Uh I noticed as well, I pointed out that I spotted it because it was kind of we came around the corner and they had just kind of randomly on the side of the building one of the glass windows had kind of a, a I don't know how to describe it not a picture but it was pictures of a kind of happy smiley face big broccolis oh yeah and I pointed it out because yes. I said aha see I told yes. you they make broccoli beer <laughs> uh, and it was just kind of a random I felt uh, almost easter egg yeah right because if you don't know that you might see it and say what the heck is going on with that yeah but as soon as I saw that I was so hyped yeah uh, for that sort of uh Again, just a little acknowledgement. I thought that was really a really cool little touch because it's not as if the outside of the building had a lot of noise, a lot of stuff going no, on. It was just kind of that on the side, which I kind of really liked. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was a really uh, just unique little touch for those reasons. And I, I agree. I really enjoyed sort of the aesthetic in terms of, uh, again, it was very sort of uh, sleek and connective with, with uh, as you said, the, the tables and the seating. 
uh, very clean feeling. Very clean. Yeah, very clean feeling, which gets us into the bathrooms, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I mention, welcome this week to Bathroom Corner? Let's walk right into the bathroom corner. Well, I did walk right into the, well, so it was more I of a- I hope ba- you didn't walk into the bathroom corner. I no, hope you didn't well, walk, into the, walk into the wall there. It was more of a bathroom <laughs> section, I would describe it. So I would say this was oh, ma- yeah. maybe one of the more unique bathroom experiences I've ever had because it was, you don't agree? You're kind of looking at me a little I'm, kerfuffled. I'm not going to lie. I forgot what the bathroom was until you just said this. Wait, really? Yes. How did you forget this know. bathroom? Probably because we went to about three coffee roasters and one brewery all in one day. We were, so a, they're little, all... <laughs> we were a little unzipped. Yeah, together in my head. But now I, I visualized it right again. This is not a bathroom that I think I'll forget. Again, I feel as if... So I'm the bathroom expert. Those of you joining us for the first time, I don't know why, but this is the burden that's been placed on my soul. And it's, it's important to have a good, clean bathroom. Basically, you walk around the corner from the bar and there's a row of maybe five or six stalls kind of their single door and they say uh all gender i think each each one uh and they're locking doors and you basically go in and there's a toilet or whatever i am a super fan of that i think that's great and then when you walk out there's a counter with sinks and uh hand dryers and you just go in use the bathroom and, and whatever i thought that was super cool i agree um the only other thing I would have maybe enjoyed, well, so I should mention about the sink first. So the sink was, I've never seen a sink like this, where you put your hands under the center, it's motion sensor to wash them. And then there's kind of, they looked like grips on the side, little uh, pipes sort of, or rods sticking off the side of the faucet. And it says dry here on top of them. And you slide your hands over and they're hand dryers, which I think when I got back from the bathroom, and sat back down at the table. I said, "You gotta, you gotta go check out this bathroom. That's, that's <laughs> wild." Because I normally hate hand dryers because they're yeah. too loud for me. They just, I don't like. I usually just walk out of the bathroom and dry my hands on my pants because pants dry pretty quickly. It turns out. Uh, but I actually used these because it was fun. <laughs> so I was super hyped about that. But I would have as well. I felt. Uh, did you have thoughts on that? Actually, no. I cannot believe how expertly you describe the bathroom that's one way to put it and i don't think it's the right way but thank you I'll, i will nonetheless accept your bathroom critiquing praise on my part uh in terms of critiques for atmosphere and ambiance i don't know what an other half is and we've talked about this with a lot of breweries it's not necessarily a universal truth or necessity but i really do like when there's a clear branding that ties into a larger kind of philosophy or, or whatever. And I felt that way about uh, a couple of weeks ago, the last brewery we went to, Uber Geek, super sort of uh, clear in terms of there's this theme of all things nerdy, essentially, or geeky. And that comes across so clearly in the, the names of the beers, uh, even arguably the styles of the beer, the diversity of styles, the um, uh, aesthetics, right? The design, like all these elements kind of stand out to you in, in in relation to that very cohesive identity. I didn't really know what the identity was other than that. Again, I don't want to talk too much about the, the beer just yet, but there's a very clear beer style vibe here. But I don't know what another half is. I mean, could there have been more of a theme present? I always say that I like to see pictures or stories of their origins and experiences on the wall. We've seen that certain places, but I didn't really see any of that here. And again, that's a kind of a, a nitpicky point to me, but it's something that I like. Yeah. And I think I did notice this as well. And what I was thinking about was the fact that when a place does a quote unquote theme really well, they do it in a way where it doesn't feel like Disney. It doesn't feel gimmicky. Yeah. It doesn't feel fake. A lot of times there's this passion that runs through the the business where they want to create a vibe and a feel in their business that permeates everything. The names of the beer, the bathrooms, the art on the wall, all things like that. And other half, as far as I could tell, did not have that. So I think, and and again, I I won't say too much about this because it ties directly into the beers. There was this kind of green theme. There was, you're half right. Of the beers, Broccoli, half of the, the beers names, had the word green in them. Which was a little bit confusing. It was very because confusing. Because when we were talking... <laughs> 
with Kevin as well, at the end, we wanted to try a couple more beers of our favorites. And I couldn't remember which one was my favorite because all of them had green in it. But this is bizarre to me. <laughs> Why isn't green more of part of their theme? I don't understand. Broccoli, it makes, I, I'm it, not sure. It makes so much sense. Maybe the other location it is. I yeah. have no idea. But that stood out to me as something that uh, I, I actually really liked. I, I just didn't. It was it was a little uh, kind of I'm just figuring this out now. I didn't even make that connection till now because I'm remembering the the broccoli vibe and then the fact that half of their beers had the word green in them. I think, but that's also not at all incorporated into their logo. Their no, that's logo my point. Is very yeah. clean right. and sleek. Yeah, and weird. I, and I think the whole atmosphere was very clean and sleek. Yeah, it's just a little. Uh, I I don't know the right word word for it, but it's. Something is uh, it's not bad. Like no. I, like I, I, I'm trying to describe it in a way to to give credit to what they do well because they do so much well. But um, there's a little bit maybe there that it just kind of inconsistent. Yeah, well, it threw me it, off it a little. Just, yeah, I, 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 which again is is kind of um, I think we're getting into this next level meta awareness mm-hmm. of. And I'm of not sure and... anybody. I'm not sure if you're just going and looking for a brewery in brooklyn that you're going to care too much of if it has a theme or not this yeah, is that's kind a great of point yeah our yeah. podcast brains that are thinking of these yeah. things but i do think if you walk into a place and there is a theme running through everything yeah. subconsciously yeah. you're going to feel very an alignment well, with the philosophy behind exactly the, the business and other half did i'm not sure if it was super apparent what yeah, that was that's exactly as we were saying earlier about uber geek the last brewery we went to oh there's rocket ships on the mural or whatever and on the designs of the tap list and the names of the beers there's a consistent theme there that makes sense oh this is a geeky sort of nerdy atmosphere and it's called vibe. uber geek right, it's in right. the title so it's that, in the yeah, that yeah. I think is what is was confusing me a little bit. Having said that, what they do well, I think they did fantastic. I still yeah. loved it. We yeah, sat it there cool. for so long. What a cool place to hang. The tables are really, they're small tables and big tables, so you can come with any yeah. group size. There's some tables you can stand. The other thing I really liked, too, and I mentioned this when we got our beers, because we kind of sat in the corner, and it was a nice, well-lit corner because of those big windows and natural light. But the problem with that at a brewery is the fact that, and I was mm. I was telling you and Kevin this, that beer starts to, or a lot of beer essentially starts to skunkify very quickly once sunlight hits it, almost pretty much immediately, honestly. So you really don't want your beer sitting out in the sun for too long. And the caveat to that point is that the windows were separated enough where there were spaces where I could shift the beer so that the sun wasn't on it on our table, which I don't know if that was a deliberate intention on their part, but I thought that was awesome because we could still sit in this nice, well-lit space, but not have the beers uh, sort of be exposed to that. And I've said that at other places. We've been to, uh, I forget the place we went to in Portland, Oregon. Over the summer, Migration Brewing. Awesome rooftop, rooftop bar there. But you're sitting in the sun with these beers, and I said, give me a little beer umbrella or something <laughs> for the table yes. so that the beers aren't aren't in the sunlight or something. I think that's actually a really great idea. And but I think, it yeah, wasn't an issue here, I you, felt. Yeah. And I think you have to be creative in a space like that because you don't want blinds up on these yeah. windows that have views of the Manhattan skyline. But I think it, it works. You want to utilize that space. And they definitely yeah. did. It wasn't an issue. We yeah. did have to rotate a little so the sun wasn't in each of our eyes at different times. But that's yeah. a problem that I want to have on a winter yeah. day. It was really yeah. warm yeah, and I don't comfortable. Know. I don't, and yeah. I don't there. know how that would work in the summer. But I mean, my experience today was, was great. Yes. Right? Because I feel that's... Tr- I mean, yeah, maybe in the summer it's a little different. But... I feel as if you can be in the winter in a through a window sometimes and the sun can still be hot, right? Because of the angle and it was fine, honestly. It was fine. It was really yeah. cozy and comfortable. Yeah. Uh was there anything else uh with the atmosphere and ambiance you wanted to mention? No, and I was enjoying myself so much that at this brewery I did not take any notes because I was enjoying myself so much. So the one thing I will mention as well, this I think is a nice segue into uh, uh, service, service, which we'll talk about next, was that, and I really don't like this at craft breweries, but you often see it at bigger ones. It's kind of just the nature of a bigger space I'm finding. Um, there's no seats at the bar. Yeah. And 
I would say places of all the places of similar size have been the same sort of setup. Tilted barn, huge uh, tap room. Same thing. You can't sit at the bar. It's just for ordering beers. Um, what was the other place we went to? Big space. Hudson Valley. Uh, Hudson Valley, same thing. Big warehouse space. Exactly. You can't, there, there's no room to sit. You have to sit at these tables. Um, Peconic County Brewing, same thing. Huge building inside, no space to sit at the bar. So I'm starting to notice that. And so I don't know if it's really a fair critique to say that I couldn't sit at the bar because it seems like those places aren't set up maybe. Maybe it's a sacrifice like that. that you kind of have to make as you get a little bit bigger and you're doing takeout orders well, that's and you have too. a lot yeah. of people in your space yeah. that you have to make decisions. And yeah. one of those decisions is not to bog down the bar with people. It, if there was bar seating, it might be really hard to get a drink. Also, I don't know what this was about, but at one point I saw what I thought people were doing which was taking out beers they had them in to go it looked like to go cups with lids on them and they would ordered them and kind of just left that's maybe a thing. there was an outdoor seating area i kind of was scoping it out and it looked like they just left and you know <laughs> i don't it, know what that was about well it might be also when you go i think it was outdoor seating there though, had it? to be because when you go into when you went into the brewery you needed to show proof of vaccination to even sit in the brewery yeah it's true which also kind of impacts your atmosphere and ambiance depending on how you feel but i felt very safe being in a crowded space um in this brewery yeah i agree and yeah. you do have to show your card so maybe that was why people were taking beer outside maybe they grab beer and then go on the outside seating area i have no idea just a thought yeah i, I don't know but again it just to, to the point there is a lot of outdoor seating now in brooklyn for that reason well to the point that again that bar is doing a lot of things there yes. were people buying cans that sort of stuff so yeah uh what do you think for atmosphere and ambiance grade i think a b plus is oh, where i'm okay. gonna go i loved it i was super comfortable but i would want to know a little bit more about the history of the place yeah. and the passion behind it a theme that went through everything sorry haters but i'm gonna have to agree i think b plus is a fair grade and again b plus is a really great grade for all the reasons we said i think uh it's a really if if you want to go to brooklyn and go to a very unique space for a, a brewery this is a, a great location i mean there's still a lot of other places we want to check out and we're going to check out but for all the reasons we said again i think this was uh really really nice oh and just a side note for atmosphere and ambiance as well kevin made a really good point who was with us that the location is perfect for after having a couple of beers to take a walk around that's Domino a great Park. point that's a great and point you can before you before you leave before you get on a subway you're in a location where you could take a walk on the water after you have a couple of beers and we i think that was great i, I think that's a really good yeah. side note you're you know sometimes we've encountered places where the neighborhood adds to the atmosphere and ambiance and where they choose to buy space and rent space to put the brewery and roasters make a really big difference yeah i agree i think that's that's a really uh, good supplemental point and it's an important one for those reasons definitely so service Yes. Now, I was spending a lot of time catching up with my cousin, and you were having more of a conversation with the beer tenders. I was. So can you tell us a little bit about service? Because I did not interact as much in this experience as you did. So I, I honestly, can I be honest with you? Yes. Can I be real? Yes. I hate the service category. I think it's a really important one that we need to grade, but I hate it because so often I feel as if we go to places and one person kind of makes the service experience and one person kind of takes. There's takers and makers. That's my new slogan. Takers and you're, makers. You're either a taker or you're a maker. And here there was a taker and a maker. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> I, felt, I felt among the staff there was a taker and there was a maker. There was a really big taker. Yes. And a really good maker. Yeah, exactly. Ah. So, uh, I, and I, like, again, the whole point is not to call people out or criticize people, but... The service is important and you experience what you experience. And and also, can I say we've never gave an overall A grade to a place without giving an A grade in the category of service. Is that true? Yes. Really? Think about it. Whistlepunk, which is a bar. Fondati. Southdown. That's true, actually. Service goes and impacts 
every category. Yeah, I agree with that. And it creates a feeling in the atmosphere. It You learn about the beer or the coffee. You learn about the food and the food experience. Service goes into every category. It's really important. And yeah. that's why sometimes it's hard when it's not perfect. So, when you really like a place, yeah. but the service is so not perfect. So all I'll say is that uh, the taker kind of when we got in, I feel as if the door was open and it was just kind of like, eh, I think we got a grunt. <laughs> I <laughs> maybe. <think> so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the gruff New York attitude. I don't know. But it's not as welcoming as, as maybe ideal. I don't know. Whatever. Again, that's not going to make or break a place for me. He was also probably the guy that kept on telling us, you need to come back. We're not open yet. <laughs> I, don't re- I don't remember who said that. I don't but, remember either. <laughs> um, whatever. So, yeah, that was what it was. Uh, but the the maker, who I'll say, uh, I thought he was great. Uh, he was giving us some really good recommendations. He really knew the beers. He explained to me the difference between the locations. Even when they got a little bit busy, they were super uh, receptive. They were on on the ball, on point, all of that. He even gave me recommendations for other breweries because I was talking about some of the places that we've been to. Of course, I didn't say that we're here to podcast review them, but I was just talking about other locations of, of places that we've been to. And he said, oh, if you like that, you should check out this. Again, he got really into some of the weeds, which we always say we really look for in uh, whether it's a coffee roaster or a craft brewery. Uh, So I feel like I got that engagement here, which was super cool. But at the same time, I felt as if there were points once they got busy where there was one point where I was waiting online and there's maybe... Jeez, I don't know. How many people were in there when when we left, would you say? Could it possibly have been hundreds? I don't know if it was hundreds, but it could have possibly been... 200? No. What Between... do you do? Was this Yankee Stadium? There's it was really 10, 000, a lot of people in 100, there. 100,000 people? No, it, was, it wasn't. All right, maybe there that, was like... You're making that... it sound like it's the Roman Coliseum. It's not that big. Maybe there were 10 people at a table and there were about... I don't know. It's pretty crowded. There were 10 people per table? Some of those tables were big. There were, were like these, eight chairs. What, at what are these school buses going out to the brewery? For, I hope not. I, that's what I'm asking. Like, who goes with 10 people to a brewery? A lot of people in Brooklyn. They have a lot of friends. I don't know. Oh, I, so you're saying I don't have friends. That's what you're saying. I don't either. Okay. I see. I see how this is. Uh but all right, maybe a hundred people. Maybe a hundred people. Okay, yes. I'll, I'll agree. That's not a reasonable 200. number. hundred is. I, I tend to exaggerate a little bit. I think a hundred is fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like you're about to exaggerate with the food category later on when you say they have no food. They don't have food. Oh, here we go. Already, <laughs> let's save it. Save your insanity for when it's time. Okay. Um, but again, I think it was probably. It must have been close to a hundred people in there. And there was at one point I was online and there was just one person behind the bar. Which again, I don't know where the other person was or or other people were working, but it, that was kind of weird to me, especially because I just kind of wanted to check out at that point. I wanted to get the check, and again, it was just this long line developing. Not the end of the world, but again, it's that's different than if you have a a more well staffed bar, maybe that I would look for. So, I, I would say that's um that's maybe a bit of a factor too. But uh, otherwise, they were super friendly. Um, I think overall, but uh. That that's basically my notes. I think I don't know if you have anything else. Yeah, and I think this is one of the situations where it is really crowded, and again, as you get a bigger, more popular brewery, there are sacrifices that you have to make in order to keep it efficient. You can't have those long conversations, but we still did get some of that at the beginning, even in this bigger space. Oh, I got it throughout going up and yeah. getting more beers yeah. too. So I I think keep that in mind. Uh, normally, I say. I I don't know how you feel about this in this case, but normally I say I think our subjective service experiences kind of dictate our grades, but you're kind of biased because you were catching up, like you said, with your cousin. I I just want to say that as maybe not that that's wrong, obviously. Your cousin's awesome. I I liked hanging out with him, (laughs) but you 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 didn't have the time to talk to this this, you know, the, the staff like like I did, which. I don't know how you feel about that, but I almost actually contemplated not giving a grade to service. That's that's what I'm I saying. Almost yeah, did right. uh, did actually think that that might be the best option for me, mm. but I'm still going to based on because a lot of people that are coming into a place might be in a situation like me where you're catching up with friends, you're enjoying uh, you're enjoying your time there. But and do what, you, how does that impact? But do you count do you count at all my experience then with service? Like I'm, yes. sa- I'm saying, would it help if 
you hear my grade first and my reasoning for my grade. Yes. Which normally I know we don't say, uh, I mean, we can argue about grades, but I feel as if in this case, uh, it may be sort of relevant. Yeah. Right? The other thing that I can do is I can give a grade with the caveat that this would be a service grade that would be if you didn't really plan to interact with people too much. And what was my service experience like being that I wasn't looking to have those conversations? Well, let me ask you this. What more would you have wanted with what you experienced there catching up with your cousin? If you were to give a, a whatever grade you give, what could have been done differently in your opinion? What would you have liked more? Having being more welcome when we came in the okay, door. That's fair. Saying, yeah come on in or yeah, something. Fair. Hi, that's, how are you guys doing? That's 100% fair. It, I, I 100% agree with that. The initial yeah. reaction was not super positive. Well, and, that's takers and makers but for that's you. takers and makers. But you were engaged with the beer, the beer tender when we first ordered. So I was able to step aside and have a conversation yeah. with my cousin and still hear you guys talking. Yeah. So I'm still I'm going to grade it based on my experience. Okay, I'm not gonna, on yours. Uh, so I'm going to go B for that reason because I thought the maker really did a great job making it, and I agree with uh, some of these other elements. That again, maybe it's just the partially the inherent difference in a large space like that. I, I mean, that's that's fine, but at the same time, I feel as if we've been to some larger spaces and the service has been. Uh, outstanding. So I think you got to kind of balance and weigh all of that. So I think B is a fair grade. And I think, again, it's worth reminding people B is a very good grade. Mm -hmm. That's a, a very positive experience, in my opinion. And I was going back to the thought that C is average, satisfactory, fine. And for me, it was slightly above that, but not in the A range. So I was thinking my experience on this particular day was a B minus. Okay, that's reasonable. I, I don't uh I don't hate you for that if that if that helps. What if we disagree on the beer category? I, I, we might actually. I'm very curious what you thought of the beer. Yeah, start us off. Oh boy. So uh I was actually a little uh tenuous about this brewery because you don't like overly hoppy, hazy, bitter IPA style beers. And I knew going in that this place is known for exactly that. I do. I, not. I don't want to say I that they're. Yeah. I don't want to say that they're known for overly hoppy beers, but they're known for hoppy beers. And in fact, lo and behold, we got there and look at the menu. It's almost exclusively IPAs, double IPAs, triple IPAs, whatever. There was only one lager, I and think. it was a collaboration with another brewery in Denver, and I think yeah. a sour that they might do, whatever. So it was pretty much all IPAs, and I'm thinking, oh, she's gonna hate this because you've had some tenuous experience with IPAs you don't like. Yeah. However. I thought, honestly, this was one of the better IPA experiences we've had. In terms of breweries that feature primarily IPAs, I thought this was up there with the best of them. I actually, and this might be a hot take, I, but I think I said it. I mean, we we don't talk about the grades before we podcast, but I think I let slip that I thought that these IPAs were better than Tilted Barn, which I really liked. But the distinct hop flavors, which are very different from one beer to the next... And they're supposed to taste different. Were so noticeable. The bodies of these beers were so distinct. They had such unique profiles to them. There was one that I described as it almost had like a white wine profile body, and, and another one that had sort of a more carbonated soda e body, and another one that had that kind of fresh, greeny broccoli flavor to it. Two of their beers were broccoli beers. Yeah. Yeah, and the crock brock. Delicious. Yeah, and uh, I forget the other one, but one was crock brock. One was it? Was it a triple IPA? One of the. I think. I think the. the I the, think the other one. Yeah. Again, this is part of the problem with all the green names. Uh, but green ties. So was my one. my point yeah. being is that it's so easy because so many breweries and it's kind of like people who aren't into craft beer. A big reason why is because they try craft beer and it's too hoppy. It's too overly bitter. Bitter. It's a a double IPA or something or a high percentage IPA and they're turned they get turned off by it and they wind up never exploring other awesome styles, including more IPAs. And that's what I really loved about these IPAs is that they all sort of had their individual identity and you could isolate the sum of their parts in terms of the individual hops, but also that they come together as a different flavor. It sort of reminded me of Hudson Valley Brewing with their sours, where you kind of tasted different elements of, of sour vibes, but it came together as something unique and individual for each beer. 
And this is what you want with hops, with IPAs in the IPA world. You want those hops to be able to stand out, but also make something a little bit just standalone that it kind of knocks you off your socks, right? Yeah. And I couldn't agree with you more. The The reason being, I found today that there was not one beer that I did not like. Which is very really? shocking for you to say. Yeah, yeah. I think that I'm realizing as we start doing the podcast that it's harder for me to like an IPA or a sour. They just need to be done a little better. Yeah. And here I felt like these beers were made really, really well. There was a unique profile to each one that really enhanced the different flavors in the beer where every single IPA tasted different but tasted uniquely delicious. Yeah. It sort of reminded me of when we went to Southdown Coffee. Now, I know it's a coffee place, but this is why we review both coffee and beer because there's a lot that they have in common. Right, in terms of the the flavor, the unique, diverse, very distinct flavor profiles, right? Right. So when we went to Southdown, we had about six different options for pour overs and we tried a few of them. And I remember thinking, oh man, I cannot believe that coffee could have such distinct and delicious flavors in each individual cup. One was fruity, one was malty, one, you know, I just couldn't believe that a bean could have so many distinct flavors. I kind of felt similar today when we were trying out the different IPAs. Each one was so distinct and so delicious in its each its own way and was perfectly blended. I was really impressed with the IPAs here and they were probably my favorite ones that we've had, including a broccoli beer. Who would have thought that it would taste so delicious? Yeah, I love that they're still doing the broccoli beer type vibe. Um, It kind of makes me wonder what more they could do. I sort of come back to what we were saying earlier about the green theme, right? And the fact that I kind of want to see them do other green themed beers with other vegetable type vibes. I don't know if that's possible or if that makes sense or if that's a wild expectation of mine, but I I just really want more of that sort of uh, vibe. Yeah. And I was actually thinking that at first my thought was, man, I wish they did more Pilsners or a different style of lighter oh, beers. I don't, I don't think they need but to, though. But then I changed yeah. that. That's where I'm going to get to. Yeah. I changed my mind because they had a lot of options of IPAs that were crushable and very low alcohol content. There were some that point. were 4%, 5%. So you could crush these IPAs like you would crush a Pilsner. I didn't feel like it was necessary. We've been to a lot of places where I'm having IPAs and I'm wishing I had a lighter beer. They mm. had light lighter options here and i really appreciated that and and the other point worth mentioning it's interesting because this is standing out more and more to me as as sort of a contrast to tilted barn which again i love tilted barn i thought tilted barn was awesome but they their ipas were so many of them were knock you off your feet in terms of just the percentage and intensity you can only try well they they didn't have flights at uh tilted barn whereas at other half they didn't kind of uh say that they had flights, but they do because it says on the menu for each beer that uh, the the prices for uh, basically it was half price or whatever for uh, the smaller pours, four ounce pours. So for those of you who don't know, a flight is basically a, a kind of a, you choose several beers and you do smaller tastings of them. So any place that offers a flight is super awesome. I always, we kind of talk about, is that a service thing or a beer thing? I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And in this case, uh, I think whenever you have high percentage beers, Flights are all the more meaningful for that reason because of what you say. It's so much harder to, okay, well, I can only crush maybe one or two pints of something that's 8, 9, 10% sometimes, which they did have 8, 9, and 10% beers, they I did. think. did. Yeah, so I really appreciated that they had the four-ounce pours in those really nice glasses, right? Yeah, and I should also say, I think this goes into a couple of categories, but the beers were very affordable for a brewery in... Brooklyn. Yeah. I had expected it to be a little more expensive, but we were able to try out so many beers for a really, you know, fair price. Yeah. I think our final tab was $40 maybe, which seemed wild to me that we had such a good time for that much money given the location, right? Right. You're overlooking, we keep saying it, the East River and Manhattan, and you're getting this great experience for a really fair price. So what do you, what do you think for beer grade? Do you have any other thoughts or considerations or? 
no, I really enjoyed the beer. I thought they were all delicious. I didn't have one that I didn't like. Mm. And I'm going to agree with the grade that Kevin gave the, the beer as well, which is an A minus. I'm in the same exact lane with you. Uh, again, haters, sorry. Are we the same on all grades yet? No, I gave one half grade lower on service. Yeah, because you always do that. Because you're, <laughs> you're a hater, like the rest of them. Uh, I think A- minus is very fair. I think these are some outstanding beers. Yeah. Again, I think maybe it would be cool to see some... Like, It's kind of a little weird to me that there's this one broccoli one. I kind of want more vegetable ones. Or two broccoli ones, I'm sorry. Even weirder. Uh, again, I, I say weird very kind of jokingly. I, I think it's it's great beer overall, and I, it's great that they have that. But what about other... And broccoli makes sense for an IPA because broccoli can be a little bitter, but so can arugula, so can other greens and other vegetables. I don't know. I kind of just want more. More Again, I don't know or think that's even a realistic expectation or demand on my part, um, but A- minus is outstanding to me. Outstanding. It's still spectacular. Yeah. I think they, sh- they, they have great reason to be very proud of the work they're doing. It's some really amazing stuff, right? I agree. Yeah. Uh, Our last yeah. category. It leads us into food. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do about that? <laughs> uh, so I will say, I was hungry when we got there because we did a couple of coffee roasters and I was planning to eat and I forgot till when we were about to pay the bill. Oh my God, I forgot to get food. And I don't know if that's partially because there was none and they didn't advertise it or I was having such a great time otherwise and the beer was so good, I didn't even think of it. I think it's a combination of both. I still don't think that there was food there. You said that on there the, was. On the second page of their menu that was on a clipboard, if yeah. you went to the second page, they did have cocktails there, which I saw that. was yeah. interesting. But on the bottom, underneath the cocktails, they had a very limited food menu and it was chips and salsa, a pretzel, a bag of chips. Eh. It was a. It wasn't a kitchen food. They. they okay, I, so I was, don't think they have a kitchen there. I yeah. think they have, kind of like when we went to Uber Geek last week, where they have very limited options okay. just to nibble on. So, so what but do you think? Yeah. Like we said, there was five hundred people in there. There was uh, well, <laughs> and, and growing and growing. Yeah. More, more every time we. Nobody was it. eating. This was not. I didn't plate. see food. Nobody was eating. Yeah. So it would have been very easy to assume that there was no food on the menu, and it was on the second page, buried in the menu. They might not have even had. I, I don't even know if that was accurate <laughs> to what they to yeah. what they serve. Not one person was eating food. This I didn't is see. Not food. a food yeah. place. Maybe why it was so clean. I, I mean, I don't know. It could be. But for me, I always like to give a grade. I, I know this might be a situation where you might say no grade, but I am going to grade the fact that there was no food. That, there that, was no... See, you're doing it again where you're saying there was no food. You just said that there was food on the menu. I you mean, just okay, didn't see so there's it. a limited food. There's allegedly food. Can there's we agree on that? There's allegedly food. There's allegedly food. Allegedly snacks. Allegedly I would snacks. not say food. It what, are you, what are you talking about? A snack is food. There wasn't a that a meal. There was not a kitchen. I can't get a That's burger, true. right? There were snacks. Okay. Okay. Which Allegedly, are food. Yeah. A lot of times when we've been to places you couldn't get a meal. That That's do what you're not, saying. Yes. Yeah. A lot of times when we've been to places that do not offer food, they encourage Uber Eats or other things. Mm. I did not feel that this was a place that I would have comfortably brought in food. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. Yeah. No one else is doing it. So if you were hungry, I would assume that you would leave. And Yeah, that was the vibe I got. And yeah. unfortunately, I wouldn't have wanted to leave. I would have wanted to had some food and then had some more beers, maybe. Mm. N- maybe not particularly today, but if we were staying there for a longer amount of time. Yeah. So I do want to factor that in, mm-hmm. that there were really no options. There were some options that you didn't like, yes. I'm not going. There was limited options. Uh, fair enough. I'm going to give it a grade, but I'm not going to factor it highly into my overall grade, but I still want to give it a grade. Yeah, I I don't know uh, how to do that because what if we tried the food and they did have an A-grade pretzel and we just didn't try it, and then we're telling people that the food is is a C or a D or an F? Right? Like, how do you how do you give a grade to something you didn't actually try? I think we can give a grade to the fact that it was hard to find the food buried on the menu that's fair there was not any apparent suggestions about food that's also fair and i don't think that's the focus of this brewery i'm gonna go c minus for food because again it 
allegedly is an option, but I don't feel good or I don't feel confident critiquing it more than that other than the fact that it wasn't obviously available. And like you say, there were limitations in terms of I don't know if Uber Eats is an option or if, again, we've been to places where, where they pair with other places. It definitely wasn't a part of the vibe. And I've been to some places or we've been to some places where they knock it out of the park. So I think I think you can make a fair case for pretty much any grade below a C. But I, I, I just I don't know. I feel weird grading something that I didn't even try lower than a C minus. And I think I'm going to go with my gut and give the food a very kind of unimportant it's not going to impact my overall grade that much because i enjoy the experience so much yeah. but i think for me it was a d i probably would have wanted a little snack but i didn't I, I, it was buried in the menu i'm yeah. not sure it wouldn't have brought food in i would have liked to stay a little bit longer but not having food definitely impacts that yeah i agree it it reminded me the space a little bit of Peconic with the big windows Peconic county brewing but Peconic county yeah. brewing with the big windows and so yeah. I was picturing. Yeah, that's a good point. Their food, <laughs> Peconic. That's a great point. And yeah. I'm sitting in a space that looks very similar. And Peconic has a great system for food in a big open space like that, where yeah. there's a walk-up bar, but you, you know, it doesn't impact your service experience or anything like that at all. That's so a great point. So I think point. there are ways to yeah. do it in in such a unique space, and I think people would stay longer. Well, and and again, it it is something that we do have to factor in. I feel, yeah, because as you said, we've been to places like Pecana County Brewing where you can have an awesome meal there. You can have a little snack. You're gonna find something you like. If you don't find something that you like to eat at Pecana County Brewing, then you're not gonna be satisfied. You're not gonna be happy with anything, right? right. Uh, and that's the case at a lot of great breweries we went to. So I think it does have to factor in, but at the same time, it's clearly not what they're going for. But if we're looking overall at our brewery experience, I think it is it is factorable, right? Agreed. Okay, that's good. I just wanted to talk through that because that, again, threw me for a little bit of a curve uh, just because I was having such a good time. Usually if there's no food, it stands out to me, and it didn't this time, which I just thought was interesting. I think that's a testament to how yeah. great this brewery is Yeah, despite – the limited food options. Yeah, I think that's fair. The no food options. Yeah, the no limited. food options. They, they've never even heard of food. They don't eat. They just drink beer. It's better than the, the Pirates Booty and Coffee pairing. That will be the the baseline for a weird food experience. That was a weird food experience. <laughs> uh, Pirates Booty at a coffee roaster. Yeah. I, I still... Yeah. I, that I agree with you on. That, yeah. that was bizarre. Yeah. Um, so I think let's go over our, our report card so far. Yeah. What do we got? All right. So for atmosphere and ambiance, we both gave it a B plus. Okay. For service, Joe gave a B. I gave a B minus. For beer, we both gave an A minus. For food, Joe gave a C minus. I gave a D. I know my grade. I'm between two. I know my grade. So just looking at my report card, yeah. I really appreciate the atmosphere and ambiance is high and the beer is high, which are two really important categories to really enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. Services in the middle, a little bit above average, and food is a little bit below average. So all of that factored in together. Think of the grades that you've given other breweries too. That's always my one yeah. of my other defaults when I think about, okay, well, I'm trying to calculate these grades, but what have I given other places too? And then you sort of say, oh, wait, I should probably give I, this I think, grade or that grade, I think, right? Yeah, that does help. I yeah. think I know my overall grade. I think I know my overall grade. You ready? Too. Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one, B+. B plus. Yes. Nice. Oh, the haters are going to hate that we agree. Oh, we had to agree on the last one of the year. That's so disappointing. I know. It's our yeah. last one well, of my, the year. Well, my grade's better than yours. And so. also, just for a frame of reference as well, Kevin, who came with us, also gave the overall experience a B plus. Did he really? Yes. Oh, so independently so verified. Independently, yeah. All three of us, all three are teachers, all three are used to grading. That's systems. really interesting. We all yeah. came to a B plus for different reasons. And I think a B plus really does give the overall picture of this brewery. I loved it. I would recommend it. The location is great. If anyone's in the Brooklyn area, definitely check out the Williamsburg location of Other Half. Yeah. And, and I definitely want to go to the other location sometime because I'm curious how that one differs and, and what the vibe is like there. But yeah, I, I mean, I sort of went in with 
tempering my expectations because I, I didn't want to go in with too high expectations because it is kind of a legendary-ish brewery to me. But this is one of those places where a lot of times people we've talked about this they say oh it's only a b grade you you don't love it or i actually really love this place again I, I think it's important to really why we do the podcast in terms of explaining everything to identify how we factor in these these elements together and the elements that stand out to me i thought uh really stand out to me and again you have to take this on its whole like if this were a place and maybe the other location is that has killing food that grade changes right pretty right. quickly or if so, we were able to talk to a brewer yeah. or, or something maybe that changes yeah that grade changes very quickly grade. yeah and i think as far as recommendations go i think this is a brewery that i would highly recommend as a space to chill with friends and to bring as, friends and as well if you're a, maybe eat before so that you yeah, can spend a, a longer time here but if you want to try ipas and you're kind of turned off by ipas i think this is a really cool place to do it yeah, get one of them. With, look at Jackie. Look she's, at me. She's a living I'm testament. Gonna, I'm becoming an IPA lover when it's done right. She's a hophead now, folks. Oh, no. <laughs> she's, she's converting. No. Yeah, so that's a B-plus overall grade to Other Half Brewery. I Our was, last of the year. I was very happy that we chose this to end on. And, and again, I'm very happy that your cousin, Kevin, independently gave the same grade. That makes me feel a lot better about yes. us agreeing. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, I think it speaks to the fact that we're onto something with our observations, so... Uh, that's it. I can't believe it. This is it. it. Our End last, our last podcast of the year. But do yeah. not worry, we will be back in twenty. It's a, wait, wait, wait. Beep, Twenty-two. Beep. beep. That's with, not that's, with that's reviews. Not, wait, that's not, this is not the last podcast of the year. This our last review last podcast review of, the, of year. the year. We have the A gradies next week. You can edit me if you want to edit me. No, there's no editing. <laughs> you you have to stand by your mistakes. I know, but our last It makes me look so much better. Our last review, <laughs> I'm giving you an F this episode. What? What did I do? <laughs> our, I just mocked you. That's our last normal. review episode of the year. It's the last place that we went and are going yes. to give a full review on. And I'm, of the year. I'm that's yeah, I agree. I I am glad that we ended on a on a positive experience because that's what we're about. It, it is fun to sometimes go to a place and say, uh Oh, how do we talk about this place in a positive light? Yeah. But ultimately we want to go to the, the best places. We want to go to great places. We're searching for the A grades. Yeah. And uh, again, even a place like this uh, has so much about it that is really uh, admirable. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And I guess, yeah, we'll see you hopefully next week for the A Grady awards. I'm super psyched for the simple reason that now I can lock in my nominations and well, I guess we won't reveal too much about that whole process, but basically next week on the A Grady Awards, we'll have categories, nomination. Each of us will nominate uh, nomination nominees for each category. We'll argue them. And then if we can't decide, I guess the arbiter, our third uh, guest speaker, will do the tiebreakers and we'll have awards for uh, all categories, uh, grading and some rubric special categories, awards. some special awards, hint, hint, bathroom award. Uh, some fun stuff, right? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that episode. And I'm looking forward to taking a minute at the end of the year, because it is the end of the year, of doing some reflections on the different places that we've gone to so far. I went back and looked at just the names of places and have some really good memories over the last year of places that we've been. And I'm looking forward to highlighting the businesses that we loved. We came across some really great owners, some really great roasters, some really great brewers, some really great businesses that I want to highlight again and just take a minute to reflect. I, I think that's going to be really fun. Yeah. I, I mean, probably the coolest part about doing a podcast like this, I don't want to talk too much about it now, but it's worth, we'll talk about it on the A Grady Awards, but it, it does bear repeating is that I feel as if, if we can help bring in any amount more people to these essentially small businesses, a lot of them, some of them are bigger, like like another half, but a lot of these smaller coffee roasters that have one location sometimes, maybe a couple. Uh, it's really cool to help uh, that sort of spread that awareness because some of them are just outstanding. And yeah. they're so unique compared to the Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks of the world. And we want to help them grow and survive and, and flourish in those ways, right? Yeah. And 
that's why the awards are going to be really rewarding for me to do. I can't wait to get back into some of these businesses that we loved. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check us out for uh, next week, the A Grady's. Again, you can uh, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to uh, patreon.com slash A Grade Podcast if you want to see our report card grades of all of uh, the episodes and you can maybe make some predictions as to if you go back and listen to some of them catch up on who we might pick for what categories again because we're going to give awards to each individual grading rubric category for coffee roasters and craft breweries and then overall winners for best coffee roaster best brewery that sort of stuff yeah i'm gonna start making my list now it's official i I already started making my list (laughs) i'm gonna do it now i wanted to wait for these brooklyn places because i thought they might be up there for some nominations so as soon as we're off the air it's gonna be tough to get right to it there's gonna be yeah i'm even trying to decide between a a few for each category and i'm like i don't know which one i nominate for best beer or or best food or can a place be nominated for different oh you can nominate i can nominate fondati for every category i like how you use fondati as the example Uh, yes, but I don't. <laughs> as much as I love Fundati, and I, I think it's safe to say that they're going to get nominations. Uh, yeah, you know, there's other places that are good I know, too. I know, I'm just kidding. But but yeah, you. But can, in all honesty, yeah. if I feel very strongly that some place has yeah. the best atmosphere and the best coffee, absolutely, hundred percent. All right, great. Hundred we'll, percent. We'll definitely announce some of the the rules and and the process next week. Oh yeah, week ch- as check well. us out on Instagram because we'll be hyping this up as well. So yes. if you search for A Grade Podcast on Instagram, you can find us there too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think that's everything. I right? think that's everything. Uh, I hope you all are enjoying your December season, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again. If you're a first time listener, returning listener. We uh, appreciate and love the support. So you heard it here. You heard it here. And uh, <laughs> until next time, uh, stay safe, be well, drink well, and hope to see you then. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>